Ahoy hoy, and welcome back to Come About, a minute-by-minute rewatch podcast of Titanic. You are now listening to Real Media Network. 166 of the film. I'm I'm Mike Brace, and I'm here with my wife, Jenna. You just completely gave up on signaling the minute to me, haven't you? I know, and I was thinking that would be so easy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> One. Okay, yep. Six. Mm-hmm. Six. Punches <laughs> at you. Yeah. No, okay. It's a good thing I skipped it. Yes, it is. I'll be skipping the rest. Because it's too hard when the second number requires two hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I said a while ago. When I was like, oh, what are you going to do when we get to, like, 170-something? And you were like, we'll do this. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> 170 would be easy. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's yeah, fine exactly. if two of the three numbers only require one hand. So if the, you know, one, easy, seven, got it, and zero. That's fine. But, like, 176? To seventy nine, no. Yeah, it's okay. I'll let you off. The, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. You don't okay. have to keep doing it anymore. Okay. It is fine. What happened this minute, Jenna? Wow, what didn't happen, Michael? <laughs> um, so they are coming up on the bodies, and Officer Lowe is. Um, asking, you know, the others, do you see anyone moving? And someone's like, no, none moving. And then he's like, we'll check them, like, be sure. And so there's a few shots of the men, like, kind of grabbing at different bodies and pulling them up. Um, just really grim stuff. And they're all dead. And he says that, that they're all dead. And, um, Officer Lowe starts to have his, um, I say famous lines, it's like kind of some of his only lines, uh, is there anyone alive out there? Can anyone hear me? And, um, you see a really sad shot of a woman holding her dead baby. Oh, so hard. And, um... You know, Officer Lowe is really upset, and he says that they we waited, waited too, too long. long. Yeah. But, I mean, to give him credit, unless they were quicker than five minutes to go back, they would have started dying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, more. We were kind of, we've read some, like, different numbers Mm -hmm. yeah some people could last like up to 40 minutes or something like that i think like the average time was like eight to Mm. 40 minutes or something like that so so just crazy but i think after five minutes it's like yeah yeah, pretty much everyone was i don't know so, so you know they're going slowly through the bodies and he's telling them like careful of the oars like don't hit any of them like he's trying to be really like respectful of their bodies and as they're kind of going through them, someone's in the front yeah, to move the body. Yeah, so they're but not even just, still, they're still kind of plowing yeah, through some of yeah. them. Like. And I notice, uh, obviously, life jackets have improved since because there's quite a few bodies that are 
face down in the water. Yeah. And if you remember a few episodes ago when I go into like a deep dive of um, life jacket history, <laughs> a good life jacket will turn you over. <laughs> it says unconscious, but I would assume it's the same if you're dead. You would assume, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so that's the minute. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. I think that that's, like, the worst of it, uh, like, I don't know if they really, if you see much more of the close-ups of more no, bodies, I right? Think I think so. I think the one with they the They must have been wearing, frozen um... Baby. Yeah, the frozen baby's so sad. Oh, because it looks like my baby. Hmm. Um, because some of them... They died with their eyes open. One of the first bodies he lifts up out of the water yeah. is wide-eyed. They must yeah. be wearing contacts because mm. it's very, like, glossed over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, just... did You said we've seen other things with this actor. Yeah, yeah, plenty of things. Okay, and he does, like, an American accent in the things we've seen him in? Um... Well, actually, I... I, I, really, the only other thing that I've seen him in is uh, the Fantastic Four movies, and plenty of things. Yes, he, yeah, uh, he did do an American Have I seen accent the Fantastic for that. Four? I don't think so, unless you watched. The, we didn't watch them together, oh, okay. so then unless, no, no, no. yeah, I, I, he does do an American accent for that. He is in one scene in the first Horrible Bosses movie, and oh. I can't remember. If he doesn't, I think he does an American accent in it actually, because yeah. he plays like a hitman. Yeah, well, okay. you think they think he's a hitman, right. but he's not actually yeah, a hitman. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants to pee on them. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he does wet work. <laughs> they think they're hiring a hitman to do wet work. When he gets there, a he's like, I pee on like people. Painting houses or something. Like house that. painter. House painter. Yeah, a house painter <laughs> paint houses, but like it's also called wet work, like like uh, someone who. Yeah, it's called wet work, and then they'll um, pee on you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you can call, like, someone, like a hitman, like, you can, like, that's wet work, they'll call it that too, like, ah. to kill someone is wet work as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, interesting. That, you think there'd be a more uh, defining line <laughs> between the. Yeah. Two very different services. Well, same with house painting. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's a house painter. Like, there yeah. are people that just paint houses, That's and then true. there are people that are hitmen. But, yeah. You know, are called house That's painters. That's interesting. Must have been a cat. Must have been. Jumping down from somewhere they shouldn't be. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll talk a bit about... The real life Harold Blow. Yay. Yeah, it's about time. Oh, I Mr. Come about. He I think are we gonna hear I feel like it's pretty drawn out, huh? Like This? Yeah, like between Yeah, I feel like this is the end of the movie, but there's still like 20, 20 minutes. 30 minutes yeah. left. Uh yeah, and I feel like this whole process is pretty drawn out between him, like when Rose gets the whistle and then he shouts come about it's coming about. coming about real yeah. soon yeah. anyway i figured now we could talk a bit about him okay so please don't ruin him for me i hope he's as good as this even better well 
I don't know about even better, but no, yes, he was a good person, despite there were efforts to try to um, besmirch his. Whoa! Yeah, like some people. I've never heard that word before. Really? Besmirch? Yeah. Is that one word? Yes. Spell it. B I S. B I? Okay, go on. What did you think? B E. Oh, maybe it is B B. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yes, it is. B. It's B E S M I R C H. And the definition, please. <laughs> it's to damage the reputation of someone or something. Oh. Origins, please. No. I have said it before. I'll say it again. I don't know where you learn your words. We have the same education. I, I, I don't know. It's just a, it's just All a word. All the comics. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, Commander Harold Godfrey Lowe was born November 21st. Commander he, sounds higher than an officer. Yeah, so I, I think he... I guess he probably had a career yeah, after. Yes, exactly. He was born November 21st, 1882. Mm-hmm. He died May 12th, 1944. Okay. Wait, 1982? It, yeah. 1882? 1882? 1882. Just trying to calculate, he was 30 61. years old? No, when he was on Titanic. Oh, yeah, I guess so. 82, 92, 02, 12, 30. Yeah. Uh, so he was the fifth officer on the RMS Titanic. And then he died at 60? 61. And, uh, all right, so his occupation was merchant seaman, uh, naval officer, civil defense service. So, early years, Harold Lowe was born in, I don't, I'm not gonna try. I'll say it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Land Rose. Wales. Uh, The fourth of eight children born to George and Harriet Lowe. His father had ambitions for him to be apprenticed to a successful Liverpool businessman, but Harold Lowe was determined to go to sea. At 14, he ran away from his home in Barmouth where he had attended school and joined the Merchant Navy, serving along the West African coast. Lowe started as a ship's boy aboard the Welsh coastal schooners (laughs) as he worked to attain his certifications. In 1906, he passed his certification and gained his second mate's certificate. Then in 1908, he attained his first mate's certificate. By the time he started with the White Star Line in 1911, he had gained his master's certificate and, in his own words, experience with pretty well every ship afloat, the different classes of ships afloat, from the schooner to the square-rigged sailing vessel, and from that to steamships of, and of all sizes. He served as the third officer on White Star's The Belgic 
in the Tropic before being transferred to Titanic as 5th officer in 1912. Despite his numerous years at sea, however, the maiden voyage of Titanic was to be his first transatlantic crossing aboard the Titanic. Like the ship's other junior officers, Lowe reported to the White Star's Liverpool offices at 9 o'clock in the morning of March 26, 1912, and traveled to board the Titanic in Belfast the following day. On sailing day, April 10th, Lowe assisted, among other things, in the lowering of two of the starboard lifeboats to satisfy the Board of Trade that mm-hmm. Titanic met safety regulations. We talked about that recently mm-hmm. with someone else. Yeah. Regarding, yeah. I think that she... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Titanic departed Southampton at noon, Lowe was on the bridge relaying messages to various parts of the ship by telephone. He claimed he felt like an outsider while aboard the Titanic as he had never worked with other officers before and they had... Tra- with the other officers before, and they had traveled all over the Atlantic before, well, he hadn't. Mm. Okay. Aww. Uh, jumping right to the sinking. On April 14, 1912, the night of the sinking, Lowe had been relieved at 8 p.m. by 6th Officer Moody. I think it was when we were talking about Moody. Um, and was asleep in his quarters when the ship hit the iceberg at 11.40 p.m. He remained asleep through the collision, but woke up 30 minutes later. As he explained, we officers do not have any too much sleep, and therefore when we sleep, we die. When Lowe finally awakened and realized the situation, he immediately got dressed and went to work. It wasn't fully known when he got to his... when It wasn't fully known when he got his pistol, described by Lowe as a browning automatic it may have been as he was dressing or it may have been later during the 15 minutes his whereabouts were unknown which may have been the time he went back to his room third officer Pittman charged him with loading lifeboat number five around 1 30 a.m low low engaged in a conversation with six officer moody while launching lifeboats number 14 and 16 on the port side of the ship the two junior officers felt that this group of boats needed to have an officer with them. Moody insisted that Lowe should get onto lifeboat number 14 and that he would get on another lifeboat. By the time... Did he? Moody? Yeah. No. Oh. You don't remember? Like, he just kept saying that to everyone. Oh, People yeah, kept yeah, telling yeah, him, okay, yeah. you should you should oh, get on this yeah, boat. Yeah. And he's like, no, you do it. And then he just yeah. never oh. ended up getting on one. Oh. And he died. Uh... By the time lifeboat number 14 was being launched, things were beginning to get precarious on the boat deck as the majority of passengers began to realize that the giant ship was foundering. As lifeboat 14 was descending, Lowe used his pistol to fire three shots along the side of the ship in order to frighten away a group of men attempting to leap into the lifeboat. During the Senate inquiries, Lowe was um, emphatic in stating that he had not hit anyone, saying that he had looked where he was shooting. During the commotion, Lowe was reported to have said, get back or I'll shoot you all like dogs, which is said by Lightoller in the 1997 movie, but whom eyewitnesses claim was Lowe. Interesting. As of 2022, it remains definitely unknown who fired the shots. Hmm. Okay. 
After reaching the water, Lowe ordered his lifeboat to be rowed about 150 yards away from the Titanic. When the ship foundered at around 2.20 a.m., Lowe had begun to gather several lifeboats together. He wished to return to pick up survivors, but had fears of being swamped by hordes of people due to the lack of experienced crewmen in the boats. He redistributed the survivors in the group of lifeboats he had gathered into a flotilla? in order to ready one lifeboat for a search for additional survivors. The lifeboat he took back to the site of the sinking had a hand-picked team of crewmen to assist in the rescue operation. They waited until the swimmers had thinned out before returning so that he would not be swamped and capsized by their numbers. It was only well into the operation that they realized this had been unnecessary. The water simply too cold for anyone to survive any great amount of time, let alone have the energy to swamp a lifeboat. In in total, there were four men taken out of the water, one of whom died later that night. Interesting. This is saying four. The other website we were just reading said nine. Mm. Uh, Four men taken out of the water, one of whom died later that night. Many more voices could be heard in the darkness, but locating them proved to be a largely largely fruitless task, despite the best efforts of the crew. Lowe's is noted... Lowe is noted as being one of only two lifeboats to return for survivors. Lowe had his crew of men raise the mast. He was the only officer to make use of the mast and sail in each lifeboat. There's mast in the lifeboats? Interesting. Using a breeze that had sprung up, he continued on to rescue the passengers on the sinking collapsible A. Lowe and his group of lifeboats were picked up the next morning by the RMS Carpathia. An image taken by a passenger on the Carpathia clearly shows Lowe at the tiller of lifeboat 14 as they approach rescue. He remained aboard his lifeboat long enough to ship the mast and make certain everything was properly stowed. Hmm. The Titanic survivors arrived at Pier 54 in New York on April 18th. Immediately Upon landing, Lowe was served with a warrant which called upon him to testify in the American inquiry into the sinking. His testimony in the American Senate hearing was direct, often to the point of being flippant. When asked what an iceberg was composed of, Lowe responded, Ice, I suppose, sir. According to Titanic 2nd Officer Charles Lightoller, the surviving officers considered the inquiries a farce and were highly resentful owing to perceived poor treatment by the American authorities. They were especially bemused that an inquiry into the sinking of a ship was being conducted by men with no knowledge of sailing or the sea. Lowe boarded the Adriatic on May 2nd to return to England, where he went on to participate in the corresponding British inquiry. Upon his return to his home of Barmouth, 1,300 people attended a reception held in his honor at the Picture Pavilion. He was presented with a commemorative gold watch with the inscription presented to Harold Godfrey Lowe, 5th Officer RMS Titanic, by his friends in Barmouth and elsewhere in recognition and appreciation of his gallant services the foundering at the foundering of Titanic, April 15, 1912. All wow! That was written and on, on a watch! watch. <laughs> there must be some tiny... Tiny writing. 
in September 1913, Harold married Ellen Marion Whitehouse, and they had two children, Florence Josephine, who was born 1914 and died 1999, and Harold William, who was born while Harold was, was serving in World War I. He served in the Royal Navy Reserve during the First World War and saw service in Vladiv- Vladivostok. How come it doesn't say when the sun died? Yeah, I don't know. During the Russian Revolution and Civil War, attaining the rank of Lieutenant R&R. After, he, after the war, he returned to serve the, with international mercantile marine ships and the White Star Line, retiring in 1931 um, with his family uh, to Digan, Digan, Diganwee? Diganwee. Diganwee? Mm. With his family. During World War II, he volunteered his home as a sector post and served as an air raid warden until ill health obligated him to take to a wheelchair. Uh, Lowe died of hypertension on May sec- uh, May 12th, 1944, at the age of 61. His body was buried at... Landrillo Row... No, I can't say that. Yeah, in North Wales. So, his legacy... Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I'll save this part, his legacy, for the next episode. Sure. Yeah, that should just about do us. Bye. More low talk. Next minute. See you in a 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 minute. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs>